Frederick Douglass, slave, former slave, voice for the disenfranchised. Frederick Douglass comes up a lot if you look at history as someone wanting to understand slavery. But why is that? Why is one man the story that we all know as far as slavery is concerned? A lot of that has to do with the fact that he wrote things down, and none of that would have been possible if it wasn't for one woman, one Sophia Odd, who, against her husband's wishes, or at least at, wasn't exactly to his disinterest, taught Frederick Douglass how to read, how to write, basically the things you don't do for your black slaves. You want them not to be able to think for themselves and produ become productive human beings because then they lose their value as chattel, uh, as that is what was how they were thought of at the time. Uh, just to, for some context, Frederick Douglass was born in 1818 to a slave, uh, to a slave family. Uh, he was raised by his grandmother, Betsy, in a log cabin, far away from everything else that was happening. Eventually, he was moved to a plantation, where, after his overseer died, he moved to this family, which Sophia was part of. And that's where the lessons happened, and which was really lucky for him. That's all the way up in Baltimore from Tuckahoe. And from up in Baltimore, under his new owner, Frederick Douglass was lent out, kind of like one would lend out a piece of farm equipment, someone would, you'd let your friend borrow your car, uh, for gas money, maybe. He, he was lent out to several uh, families, some of them being William Freeland, uh, Edward Covey was the more notorious one, and uh, most of his abuses as a slave, most of Frederick Douglass's abuses as a slave, the whippings, the beatings, come from his time with Covey. Uh, where Covey had this reputation of being a breaker of slaves, one that basically brutalized them for fun. And Douglas, knowing the repercussions, fought back against Covey and defended himself. And it kind of put his life on the, I need to get out of here uh, path. And from there, Douglas was given a little more freedom after he went back to his owner. He was able to go and sell out his time, paying his owner a uh, his weekly funds, which Douglas believed to be his own. And over time, after being experienced to more and more free black men, and for free black people in general, Douglas started to hate the institution of slavery. He's seen people get whipped. He's seen people be beaten when he was a child. While he wasn't personally experiencing much of that, he did see it. And that was that is accounted in his book, but it doesn't really reflect on his personal experience of things happening to him. Uh, so I won't go too far into that. And that's, you know, you go read the book if you want to read more about that. But much of what we know about slavery comes from his earlier portions of his life because his later portions really are unique in the sense that he was given a lot more leeway and he used that to make his escape he 
booked passage via railway up into New York uh, with hit, uh, using Freeman's papers that were counterfeit. Uh, he then got to work with William Lloyd Garrison, the writer of The Liberator, and got really involved with abolition. He toured, he toured America, he toured Europe, and the experiences along that path shaped who he was in later life, but it doesn't really tell you what slavery is. But a lot of that, a lot of that time touring and talking about it helped breathe into America the abolition movement. You're now having a freed black slave tell you, hey, this is what I experienced, this is what I've been through, and sure, people did not entirely believe him. Uh, he was too articulate to be a slave, some would say. He was he was well-written, and that was just something that people weren't expecting from Frederick Douglass as a freeman, uh, false freeman, even. Uh, he gave all these speeches, did all these tours, to talk about the horrors of slavery at his own risk. And while we don't necessarily have a good grasp on the experience ourselves being over a century uh, removed from slavery, a lot of what Frederick Douglass spoke of got carried over in pop culture. A lot of the things that we see now and what we're taught in school growing up in middle of Michigan, you might be, you'll hear the same stories about how slavery was conducted, and a lot of that comes from what he wrote down. And if you are a person interested in finding out more information about Frederick Douglass and about slavery, I really do recommend his book, um, though you are gonna, if you are a person expecting to find a new experience, you're not gonna find it here. Uh, it is very much what we're told time and time again about how slavery is conducted. You do what your master say, says or you will be punished. You try to escape, you risk a death. If you fight back, you risk a death. You manage to escape, you might get caught and then sent back or killed. That is the reality uh, Douglas had to deal with. And... I think of all the moments, all the you know, it is a very serious book, and unfortunately, if you re get an audiobook of it, you it might be very dull. There is one moment which I cannot say verbatim, uh, where he is talking about experience going from building to building and being turned away. That just it just tells you how pervasive the anti-black opinion is of the time. And if you are, once again, someone not of that ethnicity or not have that history, it is a very powerful moment to hear someone be have racial slurs thrown at them from his memory, uh, and it's just everywhere he goes. You're not allowed to be here. You can't be here. Go away. Uh, where you? It's just. It is one of those things where, reading it does have a moment. 
that no matter how many times you are talked to about it, you're not quite going to get the full depth of the situation. If you want to learn more, if you want to read more, if you want to experience at least vicariously through another person who did experience slavery and all its horrors and some of the more uplifting moments, uh, if you want to hear about, if you want to read the triumph of being a small slave, being a small slave boy, learning to read when it's not ethically viable or morally viable, if you want to hear about his first attempt at slavery, which got him arrested, uh, his tale about being beaten constantly by Covey, and really the triumphant escape from this and him sharing his story, which takes great level of bravery, I do recommend that you take some time and maybe take a couple, take it slower, read, read the book, don't recommend the audiobook, but read the book and just kind of get into the shoes of someone who is writing out of a level of despair, knowing that no, when you read it, he, or listen to it, regardless of what you do, he comes off in the book like someone who acknowledges that things need to change, but there's a defeatist tone where he knows that what he wants won't be fully achieved within his lifetime and almost comes off like he doesn't believe it'll ever happen. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for your time. I know this is rambling. I know this is a little hit and miss. Uh, I'm not a professional speaker. I'm not a professional podcaster. I'm a, as a hobbyist, a video and audio technician, uh, which won't be reflected in any of these recordings. But again, thank you. Have a good day, and don't forget to love each other.